This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to hour two of the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. No Bradley trainer. No Bradley. He is not accounted for today. He's not with us. Uh, he will be back later. I don't know. Like, what is time anyway? But Holly and I are here with you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we this this article came out over the weekend. And by the way, I want to say thank you to our Twitter friend, Liz. Twitter friend? Twitter wow. friend, Liz. <laughs> we have friends. We do. We have friends. We are somebody. Uh, Liz tweeted and said, uh, please don't overlook Gia Tolentio as the co-writer on the Britney Spears conservatorship story in the New Yorker. I'm sorry, Tolentino. Uh, and she's right. That is absolutely true. Uh, the Britney Spears conservatorship nightmare story in The New Yorker is co-written by Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentino. Um, but this came out over the weekend. And it's a long read. Yes. But it is a worth it read. Yeah. Again, if you're not subscribed to The New Yorker, find a browser yes. that you haven't used and make sure you get one of your free articles because this one is worth it. Or you it can really just, you know, subscribe to. But. Yeah, it is super worth it. And um, listen, this is, uh, I feel like we are like now, this is like our third kind of um, moment of reckoning with how much this conservatorship and, and frankly, the life of Britney Spears has been a, a, a prison for her. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing, the first place where we talked about it was with the Britney Spears documentary. Yes. And that was framing Britney Spears. That was the one we watched earlier this year that was produced by the New York times. Right. The second thing is when Britney actually spoke at her own hearing. And the third thing is this article with each of those. I believe that the, the picture of what the conservatorship is actually doing to her and how it's hurting her and not helping her, it becomes more and more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this article does a very thorough job in talking about not only how the conservatorship started, but some of the misunderstandings around the conservatorship, including the fact that Lynn Spears, Britney Spears mother wasn't even clear from go that this was a permanent thing. Yeah. This was always sold to them as though it was going to be a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. You also get a picture painted of Jamie Spears, her father, um, that further enhances the fact that he is not a positive force in her life. That's an understatement. Yeah. I was trying, I don't know why I was trying to be nice. He's terrible. He's jerk. He's awful. He's a straight up awful jerk. The first thing that that like this is the headline you're going to see everywhere is that upon signing the conservatorship agreement initially on multiple different occasions when pressed, Jamie Spears replied to people, I am Britney Spears. Mm 
Oh, yeah. Which tells you the tale of a person who is kind of drunk with the power of the pop star that he sees his daughter as a brand and not necessarily as a human being. Yeah. And when he does see Britney Spears as a human being, it's devastating the things that came out of Jamie Spears mm. er, Spears's mouth. So right when Britney Spears. So I'm just going to leap forward yeah. in time yep. because this is also another headline that you will probably see about this article in The New Yorker was that right after Britney Spears was placed in a conservatorship, or at least it was after the second 5150 hold. So this was around 2008-ish before Britney Spears was set to appear on How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Kind of like her comeback. Like she's, she's back, she's healing. Well, what Jamie Spears said while they were sitting in a room with the TV on, Mm -hmm. allegedly Jamie Spears told Britney Spears was, you're fat, daddy's going to get you on a diet and a trainer and you're going to get back into shape. Oof. Not like, hey, daughter, you've been through a lot lately. I'm glad that you're feeling better or I'm here for you. We Mm -mm. love you. You need to get help. We're here to support you. No, Jamie Spears was only interested in getting Britney Spears, quote unquote, back into shape. So further saying, Colleen, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't see Britney Spears as his daughter. It was Britney Spears. The brand. The brand. Right. It's it's all about how can I continue to make money off of her? Um, That is what drives the majority of his decisions as part of the conservatorship. And what's interesting, this actually makes me want to dig more into Lynn Spears. Uh, She's she has that autobiography still standing. Did I make that up? That's not what it's called. She wrote an autobiography, a memoir. She has a book. She's got a book out there. Um, but what is interesting is the way that she's described in this, uh, this article in the New Yorker as, is as somebody who doesn't really push back. Um, they describe conversations with her in interviews for this article as her whispering, being concerned that somebody was going to catch her talking about the conservatorship. You get this uh, notion that that even she she doesn't mean to be complicit in this, but it's like she feels hamstrung, too. Right. Because she's yeah. in between, you know, everybody. She's sort of at the center of all of this, trying to manage all of it. She doesn't quite know what is good about the conservatorship or what was once good about the conservatorship and how it's actually operating. What you the other thing that you pick up from this and it's hard to. It really does. I, I hate to be a broken record. You really do need to read it in order to truly understand uh, the depth of this. But but what comes through loud and clear is how much this conservatorship is set up to only help the conservatorship and not her. Oh, absolutely. One of the shocking. Well, I suppose I don't know. If shocking is the right word. But one of the things that I didn't understand in depth about Britney Spears's conservatorship before reading this article in the New Yorker was how Britney Spears was completely and totally controlled one in one aspect in particular, how time and time again, Britney Spears tried to uh, retain an attorney on her own Mm -hmm. to advocate for her. But because of the way the the conservator is set up legally, she can't do it and was blocked time and time and time and time again. Here's Britney Spears trying to advocate for herself, but legally she can't and she right. is blocked. And the lengths that Britney Spears went to to try to reach out to people, for example, one of the anecdotes in this article is that Britney Spears literally went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. She went to a Ralph's in Los Angeles, took a stranger's phone 
and called Sam Lutfi. Stole the phone. Stole stole this dude's phone. Yes. And called Sam Lutfi her one-time manager. Mm -hmm. That was her manager in the late 2000s. Yeah. And then the guy who owned the phone called Sam back and was like, Britney Spears just took my phone yeah. and she called this number. What's going on? Yeah. It's it's remarkable because what we see is somebody who literally has had their rights completely stripped away and it's being controlled by people who should not be controlling her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, listen, again, like I said, I feel like we're in this moment of reckoning. We've had it shown to us in this is the third kind of pronounced way, right? Right. The documentary told us a story about kind of how Britney Spears became Britney Spears. The other thing I want to touch on before we go to break is that this article and also that documentary, uh, Framing Britney Spears, Framing Britney, Framing whatever. Framing Britney Spears. That's yes. the one. Yeah. They both mention postpartum depression mm-hmm. as being part of the catalyst for some of the things that we saw happen with Britney. And I am so, I, I get aggravated and frustrated that that, that narrative keeps getting pushed down and not being told mm-hmm. because it is absolutely important to recognize that the majority of these things happened to her right after she had her babies. Yeah. And she had her babies very close together. That is um, postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis. All of these things are very real. Mm-hmm. And the fact that nobody was 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 paying attention to that and that still gets left out of the narrative or when it does get put in the narrative, it is a passing thing. She very well could have been incredibly healthy after those episodes. But we are still treating her, and the conservatorship is still treating her like she is incapable of managing her own life. Oh, yeah. It goes back to the infantilization of Britney Spears in all of this. And yes, broken record, go read this New Yorker article, Mm -hmm. because they lay it out in a very specific way about postpartum depression, about what Britney Spears was experiencing at that very specific moment in her life. Yeah. And how it was used to control her, specifically the custody of her children, Britney Spears, that was used as a negotiating tactic, not even a negotiating tactic, a a controlling mechanism in the way that they treated the custody of those two children. Again, later in the show at uh, at about 2.15, we're going to have another conversation about how how the people around Britney Spears who have been associated with this conservatorship are starting to tiptoe back. Uh, and what that is going to look like. Uh, We'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, But next, we have some Benefer news. Um, Guys, they're out and about. They're going on cozy strolls. Um, And, you know, Jennifer's just never been happier. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, man, we love a publationship on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He is not with us today. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Oh, yes. And um, let's check in on our friends, Benefer, shall we? Oh, of course. The P.O.S. publationship mm. of summer. It's so true. Um, Holly, I think you... Uh, 
coined a term that we are all enrolled in Publationship University. Oh, yes. We're in summer school, Colleen. Yes. Don't get too sad about it because you're going to learn a lot. Now, we are all enrolling in Publationship University, mm. otherwise known as good old PU. We can smell it. We can smell <laughs> We can it. smell you. Yes, we can smell you. Now, one of the courses... Mm-hmm. In Publationship University, I believe, Colleen, you are going to be leading this course. Thank you. It is all about the cozy stroll. Oh, my gosh. The cozy stroll. Y'all, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, the original Benifer, were spotted strolling in the Hamptons, taking a, quote, cozy stroll on Saturday. Um, And I just, we got to pick some stuff apart. Great. Okay, so first of all. Uh, and we're going to just explain the photographs to you. Since you don't have them in front of you, we will do this, you the service of giving you an audio representation of what's happening in these photographs of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, where do I begin? I'm going to start with their outfits. Okay. Please. They are in coordinated outfits, you guys. Well, it's a nice, lovely oatmeal palette. This has been art directed. Okay. Because you don't see Ben Affleck strolling around in chinos. Chinos. And an off-white sweatshirt. He's a jeans guy. Yes. Or like a board shorts guy. Yes. This is totally, completely art-directed. Oh, this is totally art-directed. He's wearing sneakers that you wouldn't know it, but I bet those are about five or $600 oh, sneakers. Oh, for sure. Those are Golden Goose sneakers. And mm. then Jennifer Lopez, you know, she's like, I want to be matching, but I want to keep it casual. Right. And I want I want a nautical theme, so I'm going to grab this rope and tie it around yes. my waist. Because they're in the Hamptons. Because they're in the Hamptons. How else oh. would you know? How else would she you know? She is wearing chinos as well. They're kind of a wider leg. And then she's got an oatmeal sweat sweater on as well. By the way, what was the temp in the Hamptons over the weekend? It actually was unseasonably chilly, Okay, thank, thank you, you, Holly. <laughs> I wanted to double check that because I know here it was not chilly. No, it was the opposite of chilly. I say that because I, I did see a couple of friends who were in Boston lament the fact that over the holiday weekend it was really cold. It was a little, so I, it was I a little chilly. But can we just talk about the elephant in the room? Uh, is it the way they're walking? No, it's oh, okay. sad Ben. Oh, he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy. He now, fully doesn't. He looks forlorn I mean, maybe, or concerned. Maybe he's thinking about his laundry list. Maybe he's thinking about when he can go on a cigarette break. I don't yeah. know. But all of these pictures of Ben Affleck, that's the weird puzzling conundrum of Ben Affleck. Yes. And, and why Ben Affleck's publicity team has totally decided that Ben Affleck's publicity needs to be out there in relationships where he just always looks sad. Why are you so sad, Ben? I don't know. Especially when life is... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
so good. The thing that to me, the elephant in the room was the way they're walking. Now, Holly is just for men on his face. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, he totally has dyed his beard. You're super right. I didn't even notice that. I mean, which is fine. As a person with white hair and who colors it. Yeah. I mean, no no shame in that game. But it's like, this, that's an aesthetic choice yep. that you're making. You're choosing it. You're choosing yeah. it. I don't know who's art directing it, <laughs> but you made that choice. So here's the thing. Um, Holly, you're you're a married woman. You've been with your uh, now spouse for years. Yes. I'm a married woman. I've been with my spouse for years. When we go walking, I don't want to be linked in such a way, right? Because like it's hard to walk efficiently while you have your arms around each other. Oh, it's like they're trying to do the monkey strut. It's so you know what bizarre. I'm talking about? Yes. At the beginning of the monkeys yes. where they're doing the leg thing. Right. Also, hand holding, touching, your hand gets sweaty. Ew, come on. Right? So it's so obvious to me that these two are, uh, that this was all planned. Oh, of course. It's so obvious. The art direction, the holding each other close, the sad Ben, like all of it is so... Now, meanwhile, apparently they were walking with another couple. Where's the other couple? I don't know. They've been surgically extracted from the pictures. No, we don't care about them. We don't care about them. (laughs) They're not Benifer. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, so they went on a cozy stroll. Now, this was, by the way, after... They took a, a, a blended family trip to Universal Studios. Uh, they did this. They went to Simpsons Park at Universal Studios Hollywood on Friday. They took with them both of Jennifer Lopez's kids, Max and Emmy, but they all who are 13. But they also took Ben Affleck's son, Samuel, who's nine. Now, that to me was interesting because what has been our critique? Well, the critique is, is that it's all about Jennifer Lopez's kids. Ben Affleck's kids get left out of the conversation. And part of the reason why we think is because Jennifer Garner has some very, very strict and specific um, rules about the paparazzi and how they represent her kids. But strangely, when they're out and about with Ben, to me, this says this was sanctioned, right? Because if they're not like blurring a face, that tells me... That that was like, they must have discussed it. And it was like, yes, it's okay to be photographed. There have been conversations yes. with publicists about right. this outing to Universal exactly. Studios. But what is interesting to me about it is this is the first time we've seen a blended family experience. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not all of his kids, he's got one of them in tow. And then her two kids. So now we're starting to see them intersect. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And there was more. Guess what? We're going to do deep. We're going to talk about our D-bags next. When we come back after that segment, uh, I want to do a little more publationship. We'll get back to Benifer and we'll do another publationship, Wild and Styles. That's what we do. Deal with it. We'll be back after this with celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is out. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Oh, yeah. And we both have spotted some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is... D-Bug. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. I, I This is sort of like a, I don't know, a dual D-Bag. And one of the things is not something this person can help, but I'm going to say it anyway. Matthew McConaughey is my D-Bag today. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, thank you. 
The okay. first reason is because his name is very hard to spell. Oh, that's true. I always have to spell I, check that name. I, that is the hardest. I dare you people at home playing the home game. Don't look. Don't look it up. Write it down on a piece of paper. McConaughey. And then look it up. And then tell me if you got it right. Or just, I don't know, deal with it yourself. I never, I, and I, every time I'm like, I, why can I not ever spell his last name? Okay. That's not his fault. But this that is, sounds like a YP comment. That is, it is. This I know is, that it. Is That's why I'm a D bag <laughs> But can I talk about why he's a D bag? Sure. I just listen. He's. I don't really. We don't. Do we want him in a political office? Yeah. Because he's really gunning for it. Yes. And the ways in which he's doing it, I am suspect. Okay. So apparently, I'm just going to read his words because it's so Matthew McConaughey. As we ce- this is his Independence Day thoughts, okay, on social media. As we celebrate our independence today, as we celebrate our birth as a nation, the day that kickstarted a revolution to gain our sovereignty, let's admit that this last year's trip around the sun was also another head scratcher. I'm like, much like this status. Wow, profound, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, and this, by the way, was in a video. So it's like he's really working on his uh, speech delivery, I think. He said, we're basically going through puberty in comparison to other countries' timelines, and we're going to go through growing pains. This is not an excuse to say this is just a reality. What? And this is good because we've got to keep learning. We keep we got to keep maturing. We got to keep striving. We got to keep climbing. We got to keep building. I mean, this are you buying this? (laughs) Why? I know. Why? Why? I'm like Matthew McConaughey. At least why as a warm-up to a political career, it's one thing if you want to do inspirational content on Instagram. This is so Jack Handy. Oh, it's so Jack Handy. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, oh, how do I say this? I, you know, I want people to achieve their dreams. Oh, yeah. I want people to aim high. Be a gold <laughs> I digger. I want people. Hashtag girl yeah, boss. I want people to figure their stuff out and do the things that they want to do. That said... Matthew McConaughey strikes me as a person who thinks his ideas are so good and original and he thinks the world needs them um, in a way that maybe we didn't ask for. But you could give them to the world. Yeah. But that's yeah. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, give these ideas to the world. Perhaps they can just stay on Instagram. Right. But also, he's also a person who like does a lot of circular talking. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you're saying things, but you're not saying things. Like, you're making words, but I don't understand what your point is. Right. So this whole thing about like, we're basically going through puberty in comparison to other countries' timelines. I think I understand what he means. America is a relatively young country. So are a lot of other countries. Thank you. The concept of nation states is relatively young. Yes. Right. So you could say that, Matthew McConaughey, but that's not sexy, is it? it, You can't (laughs) say that with aviator shades on. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. right. We're going to be talking about nation states and and empires and other things. In your Lincoln town car. Yeah. I just, I I can't with, I want, can we go back to the surfer dude? Like, that's the McConaughey that I think the world needs right now we need the like chill the chill mcconaughey yeah that's it seems like what he's serving in this video but like 
there's also an intent behind this video yes. that he's trying to legitimize himself, but he's actually, like you said, Colleen, he's just talking around in circles. Yes. And if you actually want to have a platform on topics that legitimately matter, then honey, you need to get your thoughts together. And you have to have an elevator speech. And yes. you can't do this like inspirational, you know, with your, like you said, with your aviators on and like, you uh, know, Looking like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, no diss to the shades. They're, no. they're looking pretty cool. No, they're fly, as we say oh. on my talk. No, that's a YP again. Colin. I know, that's I know. <laughs> but honestly, I'm like, dude, I just, I didn't ask for, I don't want this. No, I don't. I can't subscribe to Matthew McConaughey for president or for whatever. He actually is like apparently ramping up to run for political office. Well, the blind item gossip gossip alludes to as much. Yes. That that is a destination that Matthew McConaughey wants to arrive at. Yeah. And I just am not I don't I'm not interested. He'll go, go local first. He he he's the, the the scuttle is that he wants to run for governor of Texas. So like it's not I'm not worried about it right now is all I'm saying. Quote, we've got to keep learning, we've got to keep maturing, we've got to keep striving, we've got to keep climbing, we've got to keep building. Oh, so Matthew McConaughey, share your thoughts on the infrastructure bills no, that are trying to No, he doesn't have passed. those. He only has inspirational quotes and like lyrics to a um I don't know. I was trying to think of a popular artist song. Uh, Justin Bieber song. You know? Yeah, it's like a successories version. Yes. You know? Exactly. There's the poster of, of El Capitan in Yosemite. Yeah. And then, or, under, and then underneath that, it says, keep striving, keep learning, <laughs> keep building. I actually want that with, with Albert Einstein. <laughs> That can be arranged. Colin. Okay, thanks. That can be arranged. All right, who's your d bag? Oh, you know it's not. I put this in the d bag category be, only because it was just really embarrassing, and oh. I, I want to bring everyone in on the secondhand embarrassment that I had when this was sent to me, and also. Mike Love is my d bag of the day. Oh, okay, the Beach From, Boy, the Beach Boy. Okay, because it's Mike Love doesn't really want to be doing the Beach Boys anymore. He's doing it because he has to. Well, or that he wants to and he just wants to keep the dough rolling. Mm -hmm. With respect to that. Listen. Listen. Gotta get yours where you can get Mm -hmm. yours. But it's the visual of what happened on the 4th of July telecast of the Beach Boys featuring John Stamos because now we have to add John Stamos to the bill. That's what I want to talk about, actually. (laughs) But let's but I want to get through Mike Love first. Let's just get through Mike Love first. And then I want to talk about Stamos. Because when they were performing Wouldn't It Be Nice on stage in Fort Lauderdale on the 4th of July, Mike Love totally didn't want to be there. And you could tell that the camera people at CNN, the director was like, oh, cut away, cut away. Because when they're singing wouldn't it be nice which it was a little rough i'm gonna play a little bit oh good okay mike love literally standing on stage with his arms folded and you could tell the camera person just cut away they're like cut away cut away cut away he's He's not in it he's He's not in it bored of himself oh my gosh now listen to this okay i'm I'm scared well you know look colleen they tried i like the beach boys i i would grew up with the beach boys I like the Beach Boys, so I'm about to be sad. I just want you to I know. I love the Beach Boys. Yes. I love concerts of the mm-hmm. genre. Went to John Fogarty on Sunday night. It was fabulous. Okay. But, you know, just have a little Okay. Moment. Even Mike Love wasn't having it. Oh, dear. Oh. 
was like, guys, mm. I don't know. But you know what? I feel safe in saying that because even Brian Wilson. Oh, really? Doesn't like Mike Love. Let's hear from Brian okay. himself. Okay. Okay. No, no, I don't like Mike Love at all. Okay. So. Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, there you Look, go. There's a, there is a long history, oh, Colleen, yeah. in Beach Boy Beef. Oh, yeah. Beach Boy Beef. <laughs> but we don't <laughs> Which have Which is time. actually a theme restaurant that's popping up in Las Vegas. <laughs> Ooh. Right next to Margaritaville. Mm. Beach Boy Beach. Try the Al Jardine. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> Colleen, okay. let's go back to John Stamos. I just, this is the thing. Okay. Like, John Stamos, and I love John Stamos, okay? But I like that we have to qualify. I know, because ladies. I don't want people to just think I'm dragging him just to drag him. But, but doesn't anybody else kind of think it's weird that he's built a career... Because his character, Jesse Katsopoulos, on Full House, was like a major Beach Boys fan. He was a musician. Jesse and the Rippers, don't even get me started. Anyway, he like fell in with the Beach Boys. And ever since then, like that's what birthed the relationship between John Stamos and the Beach Boys. And now John Stamos is like an honorary part of the Beach Boys. Oikos yogurt, John Stamos. <laughs> Like, I can't, it's the, it's weird, right? Am I right that it's weird? Well, it's weird, but also that John Stamos is now the selling point. For the Beach Boys. For the Beach Boys. It's like the Beach Boys aren't enough in 2021. You gotta, you gotta slap on You gotta throw a John Stamos in. Yeah, where, you know, he might be slapping the bongos for a hot second because. Uh, I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) He's too good looking. Oh my gosh. He's too good looking. No, you mean that, you don't mean that. Yeah, he's too good looking. He's so John Samos is handsome. too good looking. I it, it's like I would probably just like like it's unsettling yeah, to you. It's unsettling. Oh, it's settling to looking. me. I feel very settled by it. But I do get secondhand embarrassment every time he shows up with the Beach Boys. I'm like, "Bro, you're not a Beach Boy. <laughs> you're your Uncle Jesse. <laughs> but here's the riddle. Who needs who more? The Beach Boys need John Stamos more than John Stamos. Oh, man, it's a vicious cycle right needs there. Needs the Beach Boys because on CNN it was billed the Beach Boys with, with John, John Stamos. Stamos. So John Stamos's agent had that negotiated and the Beach Boys were like, sure. I mean, Mike Love was like, heck, I don't even want to be well, there he doesn't want to be there. Why don't, like, can we trade? Can we trade out? Like, seriously, Mike Love, it's you're fine. It's okay if you want to cross your arms and sit. Brian Wilson wasn't there, was he? No, he doesn't perform with the Yeah, Beach that's Boys. what I thought. No, He's because, like, bye. Well, because Mike Love, like, oh, I, there's a lot of business stuff, Colleen. But I know. he, essentially, Mike Love, owns the Beach Boys, the name the Beach Boys, right. and takes it out on tour. Brian Wilson doesn't, who was the actual, like, Don't even get me started. Genius. He is Pet Sounds. Yeah, he is the genius of the Beach Boys. He doesn't have anything to do it, and he said he doesn't like Mike Love. We heard from the man himself. Okay. Does he like For it? more on uh, Holly and Colleen's thoughts on Beach Boy Beef, I mean, truly, because I'm a, I, we love Brian Wilson in our house. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. We're moving on. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to double back on uh, some publicationship news. We have to finish up some Benefer news, and then we got to talk about another publicationship that is steaming up, you guys, wild and styles. After this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Um, And by the way, I just wanted to quickly tell you, uh, I just checked in with Bradley Trainer because he is, uh, and I think this is public so I can say it, right? He's in Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked him, how's the storm going? Hey, how's that tropical storm (laughs) working out for you? Because I'm going to need you to come back. Uh, Not right now, but... 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, at the end of your, of your vacation, he said, it's just a steady rain right now. So uh, we'll keep we'll keep abreast of what's going on. Looking at uh, the there. radar, it seems that uh, the tropical storm warning that's happening in the greater Florida area, you know, it's move. It's moving along. Yeah, it's it, moving it, along. There's some rain. And that's what's happening. Uh-huh. But here uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are uh, going to enroll in another section of Publationship University. P.U. P-U. Smell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to go back to Benefer because there was a very key moment. Uh, Jennifer Lopez answered a question. Or was it even a question? How are you doing, maybe? How do you feel? And she said something and nothing all at the same time. Well, Jennifer Lopez has a new single out, Colleen. Oh, would you look at that? Would you look at okay. that? She has a new song out. It's fine. Listen to it. Go and listen to it wherever you find your music. But she revealed that Mm. she feels that she's currently, quote, in the best time of her life. Now, Jennifer Lopez said, I'm super happy. I know people are always wondering, how are you? What's going on? Are you okay? This is it. I've never been better. Ooh, She's never been better. Uh, Why? I have some follow up questions, but I can guess we did not ask those. We didn't ask those, and she's not answering them, Colleen. What do you mm-hmm. think? She's going to be telling you reality? No. no. She said, I want my people who care about me because I care about them so much to know that I've really gotten to a place in my life where I'm great on my own. What? 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 And, and I think once you get to that place, then amazing things happen, and you never imagine in your life happening again. And so that's where I'm at. Man, Jennifer Lopez needs to get on Matthew what? McConaughey's political ticket yeah. because both of those guys can say a whole lot of words without saying anything at all i don't really want to get too picky with this but i i just want to does anybody believe that she's great on her own i i believe that elizabeth reese is the one who is uh who who has honed in on the fact that she's a serial monogamous she loves to be in love yeah she loves the beginning of love she loves the sexy beginning love that is so like hot that you just can't get enough of it she loves it so much that she's doing it again with the same person. Oh, you love those endorphins in the yes. first 18 months of a relationship. Oh, it's so it's fun. hot. It's sexy. And then when those wear out, you're like, ooh, ooh. there's the underwear pile in yep. the corner. Yep. Now I have to clean the bathroom. And I don't think it's cute anymore. <sighs> so, Jennifer, I just, yeah. Listen, I'm glad that Jennifer Lopez is the happiest she's ever been. I feel like, again... She wants us to ask more questions, but we're not asking. The but questions. she's not. But she's not answering the question. Oh well, the natural follow up would be like, well, Jennifer, why are you so happy? Right. She never mentions Ben Affleck Mm-mm. in this. Nope. She it is understood. This is what celebrities do: is that they talk around the thing that you want to directly ans- ask the question mm-hmm. about. But then you get the you get the thing from the PR person being like, if you ask about Ben Affleck directly, we are going to be leaving. Right. So you have to let her walk in circles around the very obvious thing, which is Ben Affleck. Why but, she's the happiest she's ever been. But you can't talk about it. And the art of the publicationship. It is the art of the publicationship. Mm-hmm. Publicationship University. P.U.
Smell it. Thank you. Oh, hey, I'm so glad we're boarding a uh, a, a, a watercraft. Ooh, because it's a PU semester at sea. It is a semester <laughs> at sea. And this time we are going to be studying the relationship of Wilde and Styles. That would be Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Apparently they're in Italy and uh, they're on a boat together and they're getting real handsy on this boat. Now, here's the thing. Like, to the... To the average uh, tabloid uh, enthusiast, they would see the pictures of of Harry. I almost said Harry Wild. You know, yeah, Harry Wild, uh, Wild and Styles, Harry Styles and Olivia Wild. They'd go, oh, neat. Uh, somebody caught them kissing on a yacht. Okay. Oh, celebrities, they're just like us. No, but you're your listeners, you're keen listeners to Team Cobra, and you know that we know that this was totally set up. And the whole reason why it was set up is because these two have got to steam up their relationship to ramp up to this movie that they've got coming out. Oh, yeah. Because we've never seen them like this. No, we haven't seen them like this. Real smooching, yep. doing doing a photo spread on a yacht there. Now, Colleen, you were gone. Yep. Last week, and the exclusive story last week about Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde was that they can't keep their hands off of each other in Italy and that they were spotted out and about in Tuscany. Now, we only got a glimpse of this. Yep. Uh, There were two photographs. One of them was a man and a woman walking down the street with their backs to us. And then we saw another photograph. Was that a stunt wild in Styles? Well, it could very well be. I mean, and then we saw a picture of Harry Styles, uh, what seems to be Harry Styles, walking in Italy. Then page six had the exclusive details surrounding those photographs. So it was obvious that like their people were talking to page six and were like, okay, well, we got to get the story out yeah. there. These kids are in Italy. They're hot and heavy and having a wonderful publicationship summer. And so now we need to have official photographs mm-hmm. of the two of them. And that's what's happening here in Tuscany. And I mean, look, I would like to be on a yacht in Italy. Yes. No shame in the game right no. now. I love talking with you, Colleen, but I also would like to be on a yacht. I in would Italy. make out with Harry Styles on a yacht in Italy. Oh, I mean, for sure. Listen, happily married. Tong, fine. But if that's what it takes, okay. No, but honestly, you know, we've got uh, we've got pictures of the two of them tangled up, sitting out, sunning themselves. They're standing on the deck, uh, embracing, looking longingly t- into each other's eyes. They're riding on a dinghy together. I mean, Ooh. does it get sexier? You know what it says about when people ride on a dinghy. What together. does it? What does it say? They're thirsty for attention. Hey, yeah. no, it just again. It, it the two of them. We started to hear the rumors that they were uh, that, but we've never again. We've never seen them like. Take Tangled up in each other. We've seen them walking together. We've heard rumors about them being together. We saw her taking suitcases out of her house and taking them to his house before they went to England together, I think. But we've never seen them like really locking it in. Yeah. Well, now they're locking it in. Now, what I neglected to tell you, Colleen, about the reports last week was that in the page six article, which I placed in our segment for Mm -hmm. you to look at. It's totally, this is why people do publicationships, yeah. so that they have context 
to talk about projects that they're doing because within that they're like well Harry just wrapped up filming my policeman Mm -hmm. in London and he's been taking a break on the beach so it's like okay well now we can plug that project Harry Styles is working right and then we can also plug in Olivia Wilde like well she's been in London she's with her kids you know because you know goodness we've contextualized anyone outside of you know you can I'm a mom so I have to be a mom all the time you gotta be a mom yeah so they framed her this way she's working so there we go now we have an update on what Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are doing professionally and never forget they can also plug the upcoming psych thriller Don't Worry Darling which she directed and he started thank you okay when we return here's the question you guys what are you happy about today 651-641-1071 what's making you happy give us a call we'll take your calls after this 651-641-1071 what's making you happy today after this on my talk 1071